Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. Well, that just happened. The NFL draft. That's what happened. It came, it saw, and it conquered. A lot of viewers across the sports world with trades and the casual dramatics that come with the draft. So, to recap the draft, we have our own winners and losers lists. And then, of course, we got the NBA playoffs still cooking up something special as we move to round two. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, Jalen, we are here on a... Well, I was going to say a lovely Monday evening, but it's actually pretty cold everywhere. So maybe not the most lovely, but uh, that's obviously much worse for you. But here we are. Draft concluded. NBA second round now in full swing. As I said before, some brutal, painful heartbreaks. And, uh, you know, the villains, they uh, still keep winning. Jalen, how are you today? Um, Honestly, besides the fact that you just listed all the evilness of that is going on <laughs> and brewing in the nba uh pretty good uh, i'm doing pretty good i'm not gonna lie um we're doing everything's doing pretty well here um and the nfl draft was very uh dramatic i guess you can say we get to cover that and that's gonna be so fun to talk about and uh the nba yeah like you said round one's finished but at the end of the day i'm really hype about how these games are going to turn out these series i mean it, you hate to see it, but it is going to be so fun to watch these yeah. two, uh, I think, safe to say, legends go uh, go at it. So No, you're right about that. This is going to be a fun series to watch. And um, I'll just I'll say from my perspective, like, obviously, you know, one of them has to lose. So it'll be fun to watch them do battle. Um, I'm torn here. Can I just give you my biased perspective and then we'll get into the draft about this? Yeah. Warriors Lakers. Get- I was just going to say I'm torn because um, – I do think I, as much as we always complain and air our grievances about the Lakers, I definitely hate the Warriors more. So as much as I dislike the Lakers, I would be pulling for them. But I do feel like the Warriors objectively are a much better matchup for the Nuggets um, if the Nuggets get by Phoenix, which I think they're going to, hopefully. Um, So I'm torn. So I guess I'm rooting for the Warriors, but I don't know. I can't root for the Warriors, so... Colby, I'm the I'm the complete opposite. I'm I'm glad you, I, I'm kind of kind of kind of shamed, but at the same time, glad you said that because now we got some interesting content. Interesting. I can't root for the Lakers, man. I can't. I've been this whole season. I've been harping on them, and they are the L.A. Timberwolves. And uh, as much as I would love to see those boys succeed, you got one guy over there that I am known for uh, still doubting. You know, and I think. I've hyped up Stephen Curry enough to where I have to ride ride him a little bit more than LeBron. I do give LeBron his flowers, folks. Don't 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 me too hard, you know. Don't I, I still give LeBron flowers. There's a reason why. There's a reason why almost every time we talk about the NBA, I force Colby to remind him about the Lakers. So like, don't 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 on me too hard. But um, I gotta give the I gotta go with the Warriors, man. I love watching Steph. And I mean, it's just insane what he did to the Kings. Um, when we go into that here in a little bit about what happened in the first round, but 
Yeah, it, it was insane. And just to hear what he did with the postgame speech from game five when they lost at home, it was just like, man, these guys are still at, up and at them. They're still up and at them. They still have a couple kinks to work out, but it's the Lakers. You know, the Lakers, you know, they don't got that same unification as the Warriors, man. This is the Splash Brothers, Colby. The Splash Bros, man. Like you said, I know yeah. you're rooting for the Lakers, but they I definitely mean, make a really. much better matchup for I know I know they make a much better matchup than the Nuggets. I do agree with you for them. Yeah. Because they just don't have like someone, even though Draymond Draymond has said himself that Jokic is like the hardest player to guard. So they just don't really have an answer for Jokic um, versus the Looney Tunes. He just put up 20 rebounds. Yeah, no, Looney's great. He was impressive in that series. Like he is a solid big, like, but Come on, like who would have face Looney or AD? Definitely Looney. So, are you sure about that? Yes, one hundred percent. Looney actually plays every game in a series. Uh, Looney will be out there every almost. Anthony Davis is like the best defensive player in the league. If we're being real, yes, he played insane. No, (laughs) AD, don't get me crazy. Don't get me wrong. He played insane, but. Camingo, I mean, not Camingo, Looney Tunes was the real reason why I think, uh, besides, you know, Steph dropping 50, that's probably actually the main reason. But yeah, I think uh, him showing up, definitely AD is better, Colby. Don't get me twisted. I'm just trying to make things interesting, man. Come on, stop asking me rhetorical questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. All right. Well, there's your NBA preview. We'll get into uh, NBA stuff right now um, in a bit. So, yeah, let's go back to the NFL, though, back to the draft. So we were obviously on during part of the draft. I was here for the beginning, about the first half, and you were there later. Um, we both had Christian on. The Lamar News started the day. We covered that. Um, so I don't know. Just, I guess, overall, what were just kind of your general biggest thoughts, biggest takeaways from the draft uh, before we get into I got my winners and losers here? Colby, Colby, Colby. The running back position isn't dead. It's still valued to this day. Wow. Not worth it's not worth, you know, a second contract, it seems like. But at least they're worth the first round pick. In the top ten round, top ten picks, maybe. What were those? Is that what they were saying? Like top fifteen to in the top sixteen. Top twelve. And there you go, Colby. And there you go. go. Colby knows where this is going. Colby knows where this is going. Colby, I'm not joking about Jameer Gibbs. Why would I be? I mean, you've seen how that Lions offense was last season. I mean, if Jamal Williams can put up those numbers, imagine what fresh young legs with Jameer Gibbs can do. I agree with that. I do think I I do think he's going to be very good. It was still a terrible decision, but we'll get to that. But I mean, it's a terrible decision if he's he's got big shoes to fill. Jamal Williams broke a record over there, Uh, a Hall of Fame record, man. And they didn't offer him, resign him because they went and got. This guy, you know, I mean, they did trade <laughs> Swift, so like clearly they were just fed. I think more than anything, they were just done with Swift. It's so weird that they also paid Dave Maka. It was just such a weird pick. Look, Bijan, I have no problem with Bijan. Mm-hmm. As much as I harp about the running backs, I have said like Bijan is built different, so I have no problem with him going, especially in this draft where you look at some mm-hmm. of these picks and it's like kind of wonky. Like people's ratings were all over the place. Um, so, like, it's not like there was a ton of consensus across the board. I had no problem with Bijan going in the top ten. But the Jameer Gibbs thing's ridiculous. What were the Lions doing? What were the Lions doing? Mm. It got a little better. They were uh, fixing a position. Yeah. They had Jalen Carter. If they just if they would have traded back, they could have picked Jalen Carter. I just – I don't understand. They didn't need him. They didn't need him. They didn't need him. 
They did need I mean, him. They do need him. That was like their <laughs> that's like their big weakness now is they just don't really have like an interior D line. Colby, I'm a Vikings fan. They didn't need him. They needed Jameer Gibbs. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. If, if, watch yeah. this Jameer Gibbs. This Jameer Gibbs I'm calling it right now. This Jameer Gibbs guy is going to put up some valuable snaps for these Lions, okay? Oh, I'm yeah, telling I'm you. Shooting that. He better. <laughs> <making 12 laughs> draft. He better be an all-pro. I think, uh, you know what? I'm going to get that pen ready. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the click or not, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and write this take down. Jameer Gibbs will be a uh, Candidate for offensive rookie of the year. Top oh, yeah, three I candidate. hope so. A candidate. Come on. You're gonna say with your chest. Of course it'll be a candidate. How many other rookies are gonna be like the main running back? Him and Bijan, and maybe like like probably no one else. Addison. Second round guy. Forgetting that uh, that wide receiver named Addison over there out in Minnesota. He's I mean, I'm probably, a lot he's of probably the main front runner. And obviously the quarterbacks. Like, so I'm just saying. So I'm just saying out of the running backs, like he should be one of the favorites with how, how good their line is. He better, mm. he better put up big numbers. Oh, wow. So why is it a bad pick then? Why because is it a bad pick? I, I have to say, I they have a nice old line. Back. I have no problem with him as a player. You can't, it's not worth picking a running back 12. You have a quarterback that struggles at points. They gave, we agree that they gave them a three year contract. They paid David Montgomery. Now they traded Swift. So clearly they just didn't like Swift. But still, you could have gotten him probably in the second round. You could have picked a number of backs in the second round with their own line that would still be productive. I like Jameer Gibb. I'm just saying but the they didn't believe that. not impact winning that much. Look at the teams that have won the Super Bowl and their running backs. That's where I disagree still. I think he is going to impact their winning. I, I think mean, he's going to directly impact their will, winning. But not like dramatically. I'm just saying, okay. Not okay. dramatically. Okay, biggest thing with it, obviously, like I said, I'm just a I value, I have a positional value guy. I'm sorry, maybe I'm too many people from PFF, but I just in positional value. Another thing too, to me, is just like running. The running backs were not the Lions' problem last year. I the biggest, my biggest issue with it, honestly, is just they could have gotten a legitimate stud defensive player. I would have just prioritized defense for them with that first pick. That's just my biggest issue with it. But Colby, running backs wasn't the problem last season but this season it is you said they had a problem with deandre swift they said they have they traded away jamal williams or let him go may i add? sorry they let him go yeah so that that's two running backs out of your committee right there that were big names that we knew of and they came in and you refilled it with this guy how how is that solving that's fixing a problem for next season that's what that's the whole point you know they were making sure they kept that position strong that's why i like it they have a strong offensive line. He probably will be filling in and doing. Remember, Jamal Williams put up a lot of touchdowns, and yeah. that's going to probably be the that was the backbone to their offense. Jared Goff struggled at points, and Jamal Williams helped them punch in the easy ones. You know, where you don't have to rely on Goff. And now they're going to turn to this kid, and hopefully, he can do this thing. That's the whole takeaway of that. And put it that put it this way, like I said, Jamal Williams was the top score, one of the top scorers in the league. So. I think at the end of the day, this, if they expect him to put up numbers close to what Jamal Williams did, they'll be very satisfied with this pick. And I think we'll turn around and be like, see, Cole, number 12 wasn't too bad. And sure, Jalen Carter and all these other defensive guys would have been nice. But this offense, remember, off this offense is right now and this offseason has been highlighted under the most of the scope, I feel like, because we're all questioning about 
Jared Goff. We're all seeing, can they actually take this next step? We have Jamison Williams is already out for six weeks. You know, we have Amon Ross St. Brown coming back. He's already know he's a dog, but we don't know what else is going on with the team. You know, they lost Hawkinson. Now, you know, are they going to bring back the same old tight ends? I think they drafted a guy. So it'll be, you know, it's going to be, I think it's a solid pick. It keeps the offense, you know, consistent. I, hope. I think that's what they're hoping. It helps them keep the offense consistent. No, yeah, like I understand why you like it. And it could be like their offense should be really electric. Like I just, like I said, I would have just valued the defense more, especially when Christian Gonzalez was still on the board. But um, <laughs> hey, man, our guy Christian Gonzalez it was great to have him on for the broadcast. So let's just say that. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I, I'll say the Lions. Their day two picks. We'll talk about them, but I, their day two picks I still have, like, did make it a little better. I did like, although I would have not, I would have picked Michael Mayer over Laporta at the tight end that they picked, but I still think Laporta's going to be good. And getting Brian Branch, I could not believe Brian Branch fell as far as he did. It's just, I guess it's just, like, shows how I would have valued it, and, like, I guess it is different than, like, clearly what they were doing. Like, I would have been more comfortable picking Brian Branch at 12 than Gibbs. And then Brian Branch ended, but Brian Branch made it to like the early 40s, which surprised me. I thought he might go in the top 15 for sure. Maybe not for sure, but like I liked him a lot. So I was surprised he fell as far as he did. So that did kind of ease the burden. And then the Hendon Hooker thing, you know, could be fun. Probably a long shot. I, I wouldn't put too much stock in it, but for a third round pick, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what it is. You know, why not? And uh, I think that was like a record too, though, like record amount of quarterbacks just being drafted in general. And a lot of them were some uh, seniors, right? And senior quarterbacks. Yeah. Max Duggan yeah. somehow went fell to the seventh round, but Stetson Bennett went in the fourth. Don't know how that makes really any sense to me. But well, Stetson Bennett's a winner, Colby. Yeah, on a super team. I, well, like, if LA builds also a super like team, how good can this dude do? Well, that's good for his McVay. He's probably just a McVay's, but probably like a few years older than him. They can relate. <laughs> so there you go. There, it, it makes up for common ground. I, I'm not going to And hey. Talk biggest thing is he's not the answer for the stafford question right he's not we know that we know he's not the answer so we're we're still waiting to see how the rams will bounce back next season rams yeah they'll be interesting to see that's true Mm -hmm. pick a guard pretty early in the second round should be pretty good um so colby let's reflect that question though for you what was the what was your biggest biggest thing from the draft that you took away um Man, that's tough. There were so many. Yeah, it is a tough um, question. <laughs> I guess just like, like I said, one thing, just like the chaotic chaos of the trades and where teams had players rated versus like how I would have thought they would go. Um, I mean, I was thrilled with the Steelers draft. I don't want to. Th- that's obviously my biggest takeaway from bias. That is, I think that's the best draft the Steelers have had in years. That's the most I've liked the Steelers draft in a while. And it's not like they've had bad drafts. Um, con man. Very exciting. They're calling him the con man. Coming out of it. That's pretty tough. Yeah, I like Omar Khan is clearly more aggressive than uh, than Kevin Colbert was already. I don't want to just talk only about the Steelers. That was my big takeaway. <laughs> I did think of the other thing that I loved that, that I thought was perfect was that how the receivers, I'll say, just as from a broad perspective, how none of them went for the first 19 picks, and then they all four went in a row because, and we had all talked, we had talked about before, like the receivers, it's very split, like who people have is one or two. You could argue, like, say they went, 
most people by the end of it knew Njigba was going to go first. So it ended up being the order was Njigba, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison. Pull I mean, it up if you most, can. Pull I the draft recap. Oh, if yeah. You can. Yeah, I got you. Um, yeah. I personally, I understand Njigba going first. Jordan Addison was my favorite. I mean, he was the, last, the fourth one to go to your Vikings. I That's not what I thought the Vikings would do there, but I do like that pick a lot. Oh, I loved it. I'm a like I said, he was my favorite out of all of them. That might be biased because he put was at Pitt, but he's still just a dog. But I mean, I like all of these receivers to a degree. I don't think any of them are going to be like dominant, like best player receiver in the league type conversation. But I think they could all be really good. Um, so I'll say that was my big overall takeaway. And then the Christian Gonzalez thing, also, just like on a real note, I was surprised he fell that far. That surprised me a lot. Fell all the way to the dark, dark, scary Patriots, man. You can't believe it, right? Dalton Kincaid going to uh the Bills. That's a good one. I I, I know because this is where we cut off, Colby. Me and Christian, we stopped the Zoom meeting, cut off right when Jordan Addison was actually drafted. So like because me and Jordan, well not not Jordan, uh, Christian was trolling me about how Will Levis could be drafted here on the Vikings. And I was wow. like, I was like, God, no. And I was like, you know what? We're going to double down on this moment here. Going to cut off the Zoom meeting. If even, no matter what the pick is, if it's Will Levis or Jordan Addison, it's going to be a live reaction of my my take <laughs> of these guys being, whoever's getting drafted here. And when they said Jordan, and I was talking about Jordan Addison ever since, uh, actually, yeah, since Nick Jinbug was ta- was drafted. So uh, for me, I was over there saying, as long as he falls and Christian, he wanted either Addison or Zay Flowers. So he got what he wanted. He yeah, was Zay happy Flowers too. The Ravens is nice. I almost had the Ravens as a winner, but they're not on my list because I didn't love oh, them. We'll get there. Don't spoil it, man. Don't spoil I'm just it. telling you who's not on there. I, I said they're not on there. <laughs> 31 other teams. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was about to say. I, that's where we cut it off. So I just wanted to throw that in there since you weren't weren't available with us, but you were joining us with a uh, the middle picks when I was harping on you <laughs> about those running backs live. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> we soon got to stop running backs. Hey, you. Hey, it was still a lit. Like it was still. It was like you were saying though. It was pretty. You know, pretty full of action. You know, it was yeah, pretty good draft. It was a very good draft. I guess that me and Christian, I mean, we were on here. Anyone who listened heard our reaction. The Texans thing was wild. I did not see that coming. That was some a big balls move by the Texans. We'll see if it pays off. Um, but yeah, the receivers that was crazy. I, I did like the Addison pick for y'all. I do think the Vikings sh- should have really considered picking Levis there at twenty four. Oh was, no! I, I come on, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying what they did was wrong because I like Addison. I'm just saying. Get that out your mouth. Get, that's at, get a bar. Set. At 24, bar to set. me, it would have been worth the gamble because he does have some upside. It's not like like he does have. He's really athletic. He has a big arm. I understand why he fell. I like I said, I don't love any of these quarterbacks, but at 24, I would have really thought about it. But Addison's a great pick as well. And Kwesi, we trust, man. Kwesi, I trust. The offense. And you know what? He saw Will Levis and was like, nah. And I, tr- I trust that decision. No, it's, it's probably a smart one. I like Addison a lot. Okay. I really do, too. Um, I want to see those later round picks, though, before we get into this, because oh, I really, really do like uh, – yeah, we can even go into second round. Yeah, oh, it's highlighted already from previous lookups. I love it. Well, no, it's just because it's the first one. No, like, uh-huh. I, I do like a lot of the second round picks. Um, oh, yeah. Atlanta is an interesting team to talk about to me. 
Let's um, go ahead and kick off this list, Colby. It looks like we're dancing around it. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's kick off this list, Cole. Uh, go ahead and tell us what we're talking about. All right, so this is my five, just my opinion, five winners, five losers. I will say, can we talk about Atlanta real quick? Because they're not on that. They're not, oh, didn't have them. The list is crazy. I liked Atlanta's draft a lot. They were definitely closer to being a winner than a loser, but they're, you know, I only, I just like, I'm only going to pick five. There were a lot of drafts that I liked. Um, I, Atlanta is fascinating. They are clearly just going all in, like the Desmond Ritter wagon. Um, and they're going to run the ball a lot because they picked another lineman for Bergeron from Syracuse, who I do like. They obviously picked Bijan at eight when they already have Tyler Algier. They have Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Like Desmond Ritter, he's got Arthur Smith, who you and I have both said that we like. I feel much better about – I. we'll see if we go 0 for 2 on the wagons. But I feel much better about Desmond Ritter's supporting cast than Davis Mills' last year for sure. Okay, okay. Desmond Ritter's – we'll get into it, Cole, I'm telling you, we'll get into it. I agree. I do agree. Wow, look at these – I'm looking at these players, looking at the positions these teams drafted, and I do agree with you, Colby, and I think that's the beautiful thing as well, is uh, the league this year, the teams went with what they needed. It's not what was top, like, top available. It was what they needed, I think. That's what they went with. Yeah. So – I think that's why we also saw a lot of high draft grades this year. Like I, I looked and I was like, why are everyone like there's only one team that was with a C plus and I've obviously vouched for them for their decision for a good minute of time for them to at least be in a B minus. But, but uh, yeah, that, oh, come on, Colby, give me like two more minutes, man. We're getting to the list. I'm just, no, um, I was just saying, sorry. I'll just keep going. I we're going to do it. Like we're it. getting to it. We can take our time. Um, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry, I was um, <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, you know that that's that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, these guys, it's going to be these lists. You know, teams. Let me regather myself here. <laughs> these teams made their picks off of their priorities, and I love that. It's just like playing the game of Madden. You know, the Eagles, they went with the approach of probably best available, and that was probably their team priorities as well. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll get to them here in a second. Go ahead. All right, Colby, are you now ready to kick off this list before yeah, no, you keep I, uh, I totally, breaking my heart? And sorry, my I'm sorry. I am sorry. I totally <laughs> do agree with everything you said there, though. I do does feel that way. I, like I said, I liked most of these drafts. It was honestly much harder to pick five losers than five winners. Um. So I did like, uh, like you said, I like that teams went with their needs. And especially like like we said, too, it was kind of a lot of mix on the consensus from what everyone was saying going into the draft. Um, Tennessee go all over the place like that. Yeah. All right. So if we want to get into the list, unless you have anything else. Um, do you want to start positive or negative? You want to hear the winners or losers first? I want to hear your losers, Colby, because I feel like we've been dancing around all the people that were your almost winners. So I kind of want to hear what you think are your losers of the draft, just so I can get a vibe of what you were going off of here. Yeah. Okay. So they're not really in any particular order um, as far as their rankings. There's two that I obviously – there's one that I think is the biggest loser to me. Um so we'll start with let's just start with the Lions because obviously we just fought about the Jameer Gibbs pick for a while. They were one of my biggest losers because I just hated the first round. I did not I like their second round. I would have like I said I like Mayer better than Laporta, but Laporta's still good. 
Um, and getting Brian Branch at 45 is crazy. I thought they should have taken him in the first round. Um, so I, the second day did make me feel a lot better. Hennon Hooker, like we said, is fine. We fought. You already know my piece about running backs and Jameer Gibbs. Jack Campbell pick I really did not get either. Like, I like he's from Iowa. Like, I'm sure he'll be a good linebacker. But, like, let's talk about positional value. Like, linebacker is also pretty low on the list. He's not, like, a pass-rushing linebacker. He's just kind of, like, middle-of-the-field guy. Like, I'm sure he'll be a good player, but how much is that really going to improve you versus when you could have got I, – I don't know. Like, they, they sh- I thought they should pick Kalaje Kansi, who went one pick later. Like I said, I just value that a lot more. The linebacker pick confused me. He was the first one off the board. There wasn't even consensus he was the best one. Uh, clearly, they like him a lot. Uh, so I did not like that pick a lot. That's the main reason I have them as losers. Um. So that is a good take. <laughs> I mean, like you're bouncing back and forth. It sounds like I don't see how they're your biggest guaranteed loser when you're bouncing back and forth. Oh, they're not. They're not the number one. They're not the biggest. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're not. They're just on there. That's right. They're yeah. not ranked. Sorry, sorry. Um, I take that back. But uh. That's the only thing I can really say. I see what you're going with here. The first round may have surprised you with a couple of questionable picks. Um, Speaking of linebackers, though, you got off the broadcast on the right after the Steelers pick, and then your clone, one of your fellow clones, went and gone. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight that real quick. That how me and Christian we were talking about that. We were like, man. This guy really left, and uh, right when the clones, right when the clones, uh, guy got drafted. But besides that, sorry, to, that besides that, yeah, Colby, uh, <laughs> we'll have another argument. My part, Mark's part, obviously, they're going to be on the more optimistic end of things. Okay, I, I I respect that. I understand where you're coming from. I was like I said, the second round did lighten the blow. Uh, yeah, that was wild. That Will McDonald, I thought he would probably go like late first. I was surprised he went that high, but that's awesome. He's a dog. Um, highest drafted clone mm-hmm. in 40 years or something. I've never, the whole time I've followed football, no Iowa State player has been picked that high. So, <laughs> see how he does. We're a fan here. We're yeah. already, we're just letting you guys know we're a fan. So, it's pretty cool. I did almost have the Jets as a loser, not because of him, just because I feel like, like one that just them losing out on the tackles kind of stung. I didn't love the rest of their picks in the second round, but I didn't put them on there. Um, mm. you ready for the next, next loser? Yeah, let's get it. Is like probably the the last one, like the lowest one. I went back and forth with them and the Jets, but I had the Cowboys as a loser. I like Mozzie Smith. He's fine. I would have been all right with the Steelers picking him at 32. Excuse me. Um, But then the second round, like of all the tight ends, man, to come away with uh, with Shoemaker, and I know like most of the top ones went, but I just don't love him a lot, especially after losing Dalton Schultz. So I do think that's a downgrade. Um, I'm not super optimistic about that. I wish like they would have added more weapons because he, he's more of just a blocking tight end. I don't think uh, he's going to he's kind of exactly what they need as far as a passing game option. I'm not going to sit here. I don't know a ton about overshown their inside linebacker. They got late third round. I just didn't really feel like they did anything that like dramatically improve their team. I'm sure Mozzie Smith will help having him on the D line, but I, I just don't like feel any different really about the Cowboys. I just think it wasn't a draft that inspired me and they're picking late. So obviously you're not going to get anyone crazy, but I didn't think it was a great overall draft. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, if you're talking about a Cowboys standard where they like to, you know, get those highlight players and stuff, they didn't really get that in this draft. Um, Mozzie Smith would probably be a solid player. I agree. But at the end of the day, their biggest moment from the draft came in like the sixth or seventh round when they drafted a scout, you know, son. 
So, and they had that pretty much as their poster moment of this year's draft instead of, you know, one of their top prospects. I think that kind of tells you where the Cowboys uh, draft direction was. And like you said, they were picking late. So it was tough for them to work with. Usually they're picking in the midder, more mid high rounds, you know, so they can end up, you know, they can get, they usually get some better picks, you know, like they got CD lamb and Michael Parsons, you know, and what was his name? The other Tyron Smith, another yeah. one. I feel like he's a clone. Tyler Smith. Um, yeah. Tyler Smith. There you go. <laughs> literally almost the um, same name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. That's why I feel that way. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, Cole, I agree with you. The Cowboys, they, it was a nothing blockbuster, you know, by their standard. So, for them, it, it probably was a standard draft, you know. Who knows? These guys could be very solid role players in the future. But it was, you know, just not by a Cowboys standard. Yeah, it probably wasn't the best. Yeah. All right. No, I'm really glad you agree with me on that one. All right, my next loser, and I'm pretty sure I had them as a loser last year as well. It worked out okay for them, but... Uh, the Washington Commanders sticking in the same division. Emmanuel Forbes is all right. I like him, but you know, I looked a lot at the corners because the Steelers obviously need a corner. I he was not my favorite. He was probably of all the guys that went in the first round, and even uh, obviously Porter and some of the other day two guys. Like I did not love him as a prospect. The fact that they but they picked him over Gonzalez was shocking to me. I thought that was for sure going to be the Gonzalez spot. Um, his potential, like he could be good. The second round, you know, they they the mid rounds they added to their interior O line. Uh, they got a safety, Jartavius Martin from Illinois. I would have rather seen them try to maybe go tackle another receiver. Um, like I said, I don't like hate it, but it just again, I feel like they really needed to kind of add some more umph and more pieces with their division and what this team is. At the moment, like, I just really don't think they're going to have enough. So I did not love the Commanders draft again. Like I said, I didn't love their draft last year. Dotson ended up being awesome. But they got Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas. Like, hopefully he improves the center. You hope they they got some interior line depth, but I don't know how much of a difference their picks are going to make for them. And the, the Forbes thing was just weird to me. It's the biggest reason. So it sounds like uh... – they're almost also in the same boat as the cow. They got like two a little bit of the mix of the lines and the cowboys going along with them. It sounds like like they got like you know just a weird pick and nothing blockbuster. You know, yeah. I was really hoping the commanders would go with a big swing because they're trying you know change management and they're they're trying to you know wipe themselves off. I was hoping this would be the Snyder free draft, but I think Christian told me it's still not. So. uh I, you know, not even including that. I was just hoping they would take a big swing. I thought they would this year, you know, just to spice things up. But uh, the biggest takeaway, though, and the only reason why I respect them and the only reason why I don't want to put them on my loser board as well is they kind of backed up their take on Sam Howe, man. That's true. They, I did like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, that. They have backed up. Like, they're still sticking to their guns here on this one. Like, they must really think he's legit at this point. Like then we're getting into training camp season almost, and they're uh, they're not budging. They're not budging at all. Yeah, man that that was t- that was like a, I did like that as well. That tells you what do they think of Will Levis and what they think of Sam Howe. Will Levis yeah. it to him, and they're like, "No, nah, we're good. Sam Howe is our guy." So that is cool. I I honestly did not think he was going to get a chance to be the guy, um, but that's pretty cool. He's actually going to he's going to go into the year as the guy. Um, they saw enough. And how about shout out to last like I like you and I have talked about shout out to last year's QB draft that everyone was saying how terrible it was, potentially 
four Pretty guys solid. Are to come into this season being the guy. Party, we'll see if he can come back from his injury, but clearly – if they're trying to trade Trey Lance, they're like, yeah, Party's our guy, which is pretty wild. That's pretty cool. Um, so we'll see if he's able to play this year. But even if he doesn't, there's still three other guys from this draft. That, that love-hate is still strong. God damn. Mid-rounds, like Desmond Ritter third round, Sam Howe fifth round, and yet here they are. These teams could have picked Will Levis. They're like, nah, we'll, uh, we'll stick with these guys. So maybe it wasn't such a terrible, terrible draft after all. We'll see. Kenny Pickett. And yeah, leading the charge, leading the charge, man. Yeah, Still obviously. leading the charge. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. I, let's see. I'm starting to go ahead, man. You got any uh, any more losers? Yeah, I got two more. So I'll start with this one before. I'll save the biggest one for last. To me, that was okay. way the biggest loser. Um, this one is much more controversial. Some people I've seen have them as one of the biggest winners. And so this is just a personal preference thing to me again. Um, it's the Colts. Look, man, Anthony Richardson thing, I get it. I totally get it. The upside and the physical excellence, all the potential and everything is valid, crazy, could potentially – this could look very stupid to say they're a loser in a couple years if he pans out. But the accuracy thing, man, I I just could not have done that. He's completed 50 – what, 52% of his passes? It caught – like, he just missed so many layups. The accuracy, maybe they can rein that in and fix it. People say Josh Allen. Even Josh Allen was more accurate than that in college. So I don't know, man. I totally get it, but I would have been real nervous to do it. Um, I don't love Richardson. So that's the biggest reason. And then there's another reason. But All right, yeah. So the, the Anthony Richardson thing was the biggest reason. Like I said, I didn't love Levis. I have no issue with Richardson going ahead of Levis. But the gap, Richardson went four and Levis went, what, 33rd? I didn't think there was that big of a gap between them as prospects, to be completely honest with you. The other reason, and the other big reason why the Colts are on here um, is their second round. I don't like Julius Brents a lot as a corner from Kansas State. Like I said, I looked a lot of this corner class. He's big, he's athletic, he has some potential, but as coverage compared to, he's obviously not close to me. The guys want to bottom. I like Cam Smith, who the Dolphins went with at 51 a lot more than him. Um, he would have probably been the next one off the board. DJ Turner, I think, was even close to him. I didn't think there's a huge gap. Uh, so that was a weird selection to me, even though I do agree they need a corner. But to me, he was – and I said I didn't like Forbes. Forbes was obviously way above him. Porter was way above him. And I liked Cam Smith better too. So I just did not love Julius Brents. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, be a really good player. Uh, it did soften the blow. I really liked their third-round pick. I do like Josh Downs. I was surprised he was still there. Receiver from UNC midway through the third round. And I also don't hate – I also like their fourth-round pick, uh, Blake Freeland, a tackle from uh, BYU. I think he has a chance to potentially be a starting caliber tackle, maybe. He's not nowhere near the top-level guys, but in the fourth round, I thought that was good value. Um, but like I said, it was tough to pick losers, and I really did not – I just don't – I'm not a big Richardson guy, and I did not really like the Julius Brents pick in round two either. So that's why I have them as a loser. Some people have them as like A, A-plus. I, I, didn't, I don't see it. Hmm. All right. I mean, I feel like your breakdown is fair because it's it's built on risk. You know, that's what this Colts draft seems to be built up is built on uh, Anthony Richardson. Everyone was saying how Anthony Richardson would at least need some time to yeah. play. <laughs> and Ursay came out and said, F that we are throwing him in week one. And because he is like that. And you know what? He's still going to develop into the quarterback of our future. So. They sound that confident in uh, Anthony Richardson moving forward. Ursay does. Come on. That's yeah. not what I was saying. 
<laughs> well, you hear me out. I mean, the coach did just have Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jess Jalen Hurts is probably a much better arm talent, but much more accurate. quarterback style. Quarterback style, though, they both are. You know, run, run. They have that run aggressive. No, you know, top type to them. So, yeah, that, that's where I. Uh, that's how I feel about the Colts draft. I don't think it's too sour. It's like you said, this has been a tough draft to call people a loser on because they're going with priorities. And at this rate, you're just seeing what they really missed out on. Yeah. You gave a very good breakdown. I'll give you that. Like, that's what I can really say. It was a very (laughs) solid breakdown. So, yeah. Like I said, could look completely stupid in like two, three years if Anthony Richardson figures out his accuracy. And it's just insane. But I don't know. I feel like that's going to be tough. Um, all right. And then you ready for the last one, the Florida away team that I thought was the biggest loser? Yeah. Do you think you know who it is? Is it up here? Yeah, it's one of these teams. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I, I, I was saying up here as in uh, Denver, but I, I was I see you oh, on no. the second they, round. They so, no. so like now. Well, that's why I would say they're a loser because, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> that's why I wrote them down as a loser, folks. I mean, I actually really love the pick of them picking up the first white corner in like forever. So <laughs> I, I'm all for it. Besides that, though, you didn't have really that much pick. So you kind of technically are a loser. But besides that, hype draft. Hope the corner turns out pretty high. I hope he turns out to be lit. That's fair. Okay. So I'll say this. My biggest loser is – not the farthest from you in Denver. And it's right there in their same division, and it's uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I did not. Oh, I did have them on here, too. Did not understand their draft at all. Uh, Tyree Wilson, I get, like, that he was projected going the top ten. He's super athletic. He reminds me a lot of Trayvon Walker, the first pick last year. How'd that work out? Like, Trayvon Walker, he had some moments, but Hutchison, year one, was a much better player than Trayvon Walker, who went above him. Um, He's, like, crazy athleticism, measurables, physical upside, but he didn't really doesn't have really the production i don't know how i think he's got high risk high reward and that is it's more about what they didn't do man how in the world every time we talked about the draft when we did mock drafts the raiders had the the worst secondary in football last year and did not pick a db until the fourth (laughs) round they passed on so many corners who i dbs who i like in multiple rounds the first two rounds i don't know how they didn't pick a corner and then they traded up to get not even the best Maryland corner in the draft, Jacorian Bennett. In the fourth round, he's the worst secondary in football. I don't love Tyree Wilson. Byron Young, he's I guess is fine. I don't like I don't feel like they went with needs like so many other teams. I like Michael Mayer a lot. I thought he should have gone in the first round. I like him better than Laporte who went above him. And I totally get with trading away. Um I like that's their best pick. I get trading away. Um why can I not think of his name? Darren Waller like why they need to replace him with a young tight end. I think Mayer will be very good. But that still, to me, was not nearly as big of a need as fixing the back end of that defense. That defense is going to be horrible. And I'll say this, the other biggest reason why the Colts and Raiders, two losers, to me, two front runners to be potential worst record in the league next year. Just because of the how brutal the AFC is, the Raiders are not in a great spot right now, I don't think. I should have listened to you last year about Josh McDaniels. That's the last thing I'll say. You're totally right. I have no faith in him. Completely with you on that. Um, so yeah, I think the Raiders are in a tough spot right now, man. Oh man, I had the Raiders on this board too, Colby as well. Raiders just be always doing some head scratching moves. 
it's like some brilliant genius mind up here in Denver said that that dummy up in McDaniel's is uh not worth a not worth a damn thing. But it's all good. Yeah, they flowers. got one more season. Right. How many seasons? One or two more seasons? I think because they can't they couldn't <laughs> afford to fire him. Remember that, folks. They couldn't even afford to get rid of him last season, so they had to stick with him this season. And remember that you can't from, don't forget that storyline. Now they were trying to fire him, but they couldn't afford it. They can't afford to fire him. So, oh man, the Raiders. What a what a what a what a beautiful story is going on over there. I had him in the same boat, Colby. Um, nothing, nothing, man. Like literally nothing that could uh change my mind. I'm looking at this draft. You said it yourself. No corners. They went with a uh, a Maryland DB, so he might turn out to be something. Yeah, fourth Not round. So good I, Maryland yeah, like, DB either, who we'll also talk about on the other side of this list. I was about to say it doesn't sound like the big name that I know of because there was a <laughs> there was one that went off earlier, and uh. Yeah, dude, it's just some questionable moves. Like their first, I mean, we'll see what that Texas Tech edge is all about. That might be a solid move, like you were saying. Yeah, he's like has definitely a lot of potential, but just the fact that I didn't love him as a prospect combined with them not fixing the secondary, that's why it's the first team I thought of easily. Easily the biggest in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's some questionable stuff, man. Some questionable stuff. But all right, I got my quick losers list here, Colby. Um, the beautiful, beautiful people of NFL Network got their grades up, and I was able to scroll through everything real fast. Um, so, any which ones do you have that I didn't have as losers? Well, we already know I said the Broncos just because by default didn't have that many picks, but I do love their pick of Riley Moss. He's going to be an awesome cornerback. I'm rooting for him. Um, my biggest, my couple big losers. I want to see what your reaction is. One is going to be the Giants. Oh, for me, you guys, they didn't get a running back early. They got to join in the running back hype. Why weren't they in the they Saquon to... Barkley? What are you talking about? He's not, he did not sign the tag. That is, he is not right now expected oh. to even go to training camp. Okay. He is not even expected to show up right now. So why don't you just go ahead and, you know, reinforce that committee? Join the hype. Come on, Giants. You should. That was your perfect chance. I respect getting Deontay Banks, but you could have gotten the running back way earlier than getting, you know, the wide receiver and center. Come on. So I I, I had to put the Giants there. I, I was like, Eric Gray, I'm glad they got the running back, but man, the hype should have been more fun. That's just an obvious bias take, but man, Giants just missed out, I feel like. And then moving over, though, to a team that I wonder how you're going to also feel. Because you just went dead mute, silent. I can't. And this one, um, this one's also pretty much by default. But their draft grades, it looks like they popped off at the end of the last two days. Um, But in my opinion, this is also by default grade. It's the Dolphins. They only had four picks. So, but I mean, Cam Smith, solid. I mean, they got a running back with their second pick. I love it. You know. (laughs) But besides that, they just addressed. You know. Did they pick a quarterback at all? They should have. They did not. They did not. When all these teams were doing it, if anyone should have done it in the late rounds, it should have been them. (laughs) And there you go. Maybe there's another reason to add them onto that loser list. But uh, there you go. Those are the guys that I put down on my losers list for right now. I do have my my, uh, winners list queued up ready to roll. Okay, good. Um, 
I have no problem with the Dolphins being a loser. Like you said, I kind of just stayed away from like the teams like the Broncos, Browns, Dolphins that barely had any picks. Um, but yeah, that's see it there. Um, so do you want me? To, do you want to start with your winners? Or do you want to start? It's a good transition to mine because I actually had the Giants. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Argue for your Giants. Let's see. Yeah, I was stunned you had them as a loser. Because having them as a loser because they're not pick a running back. Uh, it's crazy in the early enough. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> want to keep fighting about running backs. <laughs> That's not the forever lasting argument. Time. That argument will <laughs> never die on this show. I promise. That's fine. With um, my old head to thinking, it will I'll never just, die. I'll just tell you why I liked it. Um, and instead of arguing about running backs, <laughs> I like Banks a lot. I would have had, I would have, I would have been my favorite choice for the Steelers had they stayed at seventeen, but. Um, so how I would have ranked the corners, because I've said I would have gone Witherspoon, Gonzalez. I like I had Porter Jr. I thought he was the third best. I'm not just saying that because they picked him. But then I would have had Banks right there. I like Banks more than Forbes, um, more than the rest of the second-round guys. I like Banks. I think he's – I the Giants, it does suck for them. Uh, I didn't think they were going to be a winner on the first night because I really felt like they needed one of those receivers, that top four. The fact that they all four run above them I thought hurt. But they rebounded well. I like Banks a lot. It helps improve their defense. I love their day two picks. It's the biggest reason why they're a winner for me. I I really like getting John Michael Smith. John Michael Smith, I like a lot. I think he's going to be a starting center for a decade. Best center in the draft to me. I really like him as a prospect. Um, so I thought that immediately improves the inside of their line. Love that pick. Um, and then because they missed out on receiver – to get uh, Jalen Hyatt in the third round, I think, is a nice little consolation prize. He will definitely play. He's a real – he's a burner, over-the-top speedster. Um, I like Jalen Hyatt a lot. I was surprised he fell to the third round. Um, so I think that kind of made up for them missing out on receiver early. He's obviously not in the same tier as those four guys, but I don't think there's, like, a crazy gap. I think, obviously, there's receiver drafts are deep every year. Um, I think Jalen Hyatt has potential to be a really good player. So I love their day two picks. So that's and and I like Banks as well. So that's why I had them as a winner. I agree with your Deontay Banks take because I had him going to Maryland because I thought that would be their split. I mean, not Maryland. I had him going to Washington because I thought that would be their splash pick because he's the local kid to be a star on the defense, you know, in the secondary that they needed. But uh, it went an obvious different direction and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I was about to say put up a strong argument because I already said, I agree with Deontay banks because I wanted him to go higher as well. And for them to get him at that position, that was probably a win. I think that's a win. Um, We'll see what happens with the centers, man. We'll see. It's a tough position, Colby. It's a very tough position. It is. I just, I just like that kid a lot. Especially in a division where they like focus right now is on defensive line. That's why they about it. The commanders. (laughs) I mean, hopefully yeah. this young kid. Hopefully this young kid can hold up. Hopefully they don't eat him alive, you know. But uh, a good argument. It's a good argument to put him in the winner's bracket. It sounds like they put up a solid effort to give you an argument. I still think they should put a running back in the second round at least. <laughs> okay. Well, there were. To be fair, there was not. There was definitely a big gap, clearly, by how the board fell from Gibbs to the rest of the running backs. I'll give you that for Detroit. <laughs> Um, clearly, Bijan, Gap, Gibbs, Gap, everyone else. Um, all right, you want to go another winner, or you want me to keep going with my list, and you give me yours after? 
Let's see. Uh, let's see. Winner. Let's see if I can take a winner off of your board. This All is right. going to be fun. I'm going to see if this can be fun. All right, we'll go back and forth. I like that. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Seattle. I almost put them on there. Debated. I went back and forth. I did like their draft. Go ahead. Oh wow! All right. Okay. Well. Uh, so let me pull up my Seattle notes here. Uh, thank you to the kind people at NFL Network again. <laughs> We're letting me borrow them as I scroll through aimlessly. There we go. I was surprised Witherspoon. Me and Christian were pretty we surprised go. when he got picked, but I do like him a lot. Yeah, let's start with the fact that they gave the runner-up to Defensive Player of the Year, um, Woolen, a, another solid help piece with Devin Witherspoon. Like, that's going to be – remember, I was telling you, New York should probably give Sauce Gardner – some backup as well besides O-line help for Rodgers because, you know, always got to protect the old guys. I always believe in that as well. But imagine just having a dynamic duo up there in New York. Well, Seattle was thinking the same thing, and they went and stole that star corner. I loved it. They ended up getting a star receiver. Me and Christian talked about it. They didn't get a quarterback either in this draft. They are 10 toes down with Geno Smith. Yeah. So you got to respect how they went with this draft. They always get a running back, so they got their running back. Um, it it was a very good classic. I think it was a good classic Seattle draft round, honestly. That's why I put them on there. Uh, they were the third team I wrote down. I like Seattle's draft a lot. I, I have no problem with that. They, you're right. They do have a legit roster when you look around the NFC now. The corners yeah. is insane, like you said. Um they they definitely improved their overall roster a lot. They it's all just what can Gino do? I know you and I have both said that we don't we need to see it again. Very limited things. I, I know we both yeah. <laughs> in our rankings still. I also need to see it again. But man, he cer- certainly has a lot of pieces around him. So I have no issue with them being a winner. I thought about that. they were almost on mine. Yeah, it seems like they believe in him. Well, it looks like I it looks like I missed. So uh, who's on your board? Well, like I said, I wouldn't say missed. Um, all right, I'll give you my next one. Um, this one was probably the fifth fifth winner. I went back and forth. I have the Titans as a winner. What? And even though I don't love Will Levis, I, I don't love Will Levis, but he's a better prospect than Malik Willis. And, like, clearly Malik Willis is just not it. So th- to have him fall in the second round, I thought they were going to pick him at 11, to be real with you. Uh, Christian and I both did. Um to get Skaronsky at 11 was was good for them. He's a versatile lineman. He could play tackle, hopefully. If not, he's definitely going to be able to be a great guard. Great prospect. Solid Northwestern lineman. You love to see it. They're studs. I think he's going to be real good. I like Skaronsky a lot. That helps them start to rebuild their line. And, yeah, Levis at 33 is absolutely worth the value if he could pan out. Like I said, I don't think there's a crazy gap between him and Richardson. Could he be as good as – I don't think he's as good as Stroud, but he could be. And so, like, with the other teams in their division going quarterback, to take a flyer on him in the second round. And if he stinks, it doesn't sting nearly as much picking him in the second round versus if you picked him early in the first round. So I just thought the value on that, the, it's, I thought the Titans potentially have a real upside draft. Tajay Spears, uh, this running back from Tulane, he is a oh, yeah. nasty back. It's a nice little piece to kind of give them some youth movement. Um, obviously, the third round, yeah, you can take any running backs you want. Um, and oh, I do don't like get offensive, sir. Some of these other mid-round backs. Um, so that's a fun pick. I, I think they got some nice pieces to kind of start their offensive rebuild. They're going to be horrible this year. That doesn't change that. But I, I think this was a nice start for their revamp. And the Levis pick, 
there's a lot of upside for a second round pick. I think that's why I hesitated when it, you, I, you said they were number two. I do respect the Peter Skronsky pick because we both had him pretty high up on our draft boards. Um, Ty J Spears, guy I love having a running back in the top 100. I respect it. Um, getting yourself a tight end. Hopefully this guy pans out. Respect it. Um, all offense, man. That's really what they went with this draft. So, like you said, they got to go with the full re- – they're going with the offensive rebuild. They know what they have to do. You know their coach. You know, they got – dude Dude coaches their defense to a freaking T. They are they play with third like third-string players, and that defense still holds strong sometimes. It's insane. So, yeah, I give Rabel credit on that defense. Now they just got to hopefully, like you said, rebuild this offense. So, Colby, I'm not going to, you know – uh, there's no 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 bad blow. no nothing shameful about putting the titans on there i should say no, nothing right. that i should have taken that what little back you know take that i'll take that that what back you know For sure. that one thank back. You. yeah you, right. you, you you defended it pretty well thank you thank you all right oh, let's see if i can take another one off your board though i feel like you're gonna uh, get one of this i'm gonna stick in the same division and uh, I'm going to go with the Jags. Oh, interesting. And the main reason why I went with the Jags, folks, is because, hang on, as I because I forgot to preemptively scroll up here, is when I looked at them, it was, they, had, they went off on this draft. Yeah, they went off. Sure, they got some standard grades, but for me, it was just seeing, let's get all these young, talented, let's get all these young players in. And get ready to build under Doug Peterson. And what did he do, folks? Colby, can you look at the last pick that the Drags made? The last pick? Yes, the very last pick. Okay. Number 240. I don't know what round that would be in. I'm not good at big number wow. math like that. Yes, I was like, where is this going? <laughs> where is it going, Colby? Who is it? Derek Parrish, of course. Fullback Houston. Yeah, we got a fullback, baby. The Jags drafted a fullback. And guess what? On top of that, they got an Auburn running back in the top 100. Yeah, Tank Bigby. They went and got Yeah, they went and replaced Josh Oliver, which I can't believe they fleeced us with it. But Brenton Strange, good job for them. Um, that was a good pickup, in my opinion. So, and an offensive tackle, you know. I mean, it's a later round offensive tackle, but it's an offense. But, hey, that's somebody that hopefully protect your guy. And you get a wide receiver in the later rounds, which you can always do and can always pan out. You never know. Those are always the fun toss-ups. So, and they got some defensive players sprinkled in here and there in the mid-rounds. I like it. I mean, they were busy. I like it when teams get busy. And then Doug Peterson – he was getting the work. I think this was uh, a thing we were underrating his draft. I think we let Judd Peterson get to work a little. He was cooking. He was in the kitchen for too long. I mean, look at him. He drafted a fullback at the last pick for his last pick. He was like, all right, icing on the cake, strawberry on cherry on top. Derek Parrish. <laughs> that was it. And I, I can't, I'm ready for it. Because remember, this is also the fullback. Guess who he was helping out last season before he graduated? Damian Pierce Ooh. for the Houston Texans. So, yeah, just uh, just throwing that in there. He could be – and Damian Pierce is a great power running back. So, all in on this Jags, man, all in. Yeah, see, Colby, I know a little bit about good my one. That's a good one. A little one. bit. 
I didn't really think about the Jags, but I like you made a very good case there. I like that. You kind of sold me on that there. I did like Harrison for them at 28, so I, I like that. They weren't on my list, but that was a good one. Ah, damn it. <laughs> All right, right, you got another swing, man. Dang. I got got three more here. I did too. I'll do some NBA to finish out. All right. Obviously, this one everyone's saying, but, you know, just because it's mainstream doesn't mean it's not true. The Eagles, I mean, come on. They get (sighs) arguably the best, most talented player in the draft. Nolan Smith, I thought, could have gone at the end of the top 10 edge rusher from Georgia. He's an athletic freak. I liked him more than uh, 30. I was surprised he fell all the way to 30. They're literally just recreating Georgia. Uh, they traded for DeAndre Swift with some of their late picks. They didn't have any round two picks. But then the third round, you know, they got um, a tackle from Bama who will be probably swing tackle, give them some depth. And they got Sidney Brown, who I think will solid safety from Illinois. Got some, got deeper, you know, plugged some holes. It's mainly about they got the guy who I think is before all the off-field stuff aside. Keely Ringo I like a lot in round four, corner from Georgia. I was surprised he lasted in the fourth round. Um, but literally just recreating Georgia's defense, but getting Jalen Carter at nine to me, they just, and then the Nolan Smith thing, everything else just icing on the cake. You got, I thought the most talented player in the draft at nine. That's why the biggest reason I went. Well, I'm going to stick with the theme just because they are, but a little bit twisted. Um, it's going to stick with the theme, but a little bit twisted before I go though, Colby completely agree. Uh, I said, I was nodding my head from the beginning. I completely agree. Eagles. I mean, you're picking players from the national championship team, so it's hard to whiff on them. So we'll see. I mean, harder for them. I think it'll be an easier easy season for them to bounce back for. Can't wait for us to see their schedule. They're going to have some good ones. They, I already know it. Man, they, so, they are loaded. Yeah, they are loaded. So, I mean, this, this adds on to it. This does add on to it. Um, but like, I, like you were saying, though, this team – they're not mainstream, but their draft picks, they, I think, popped off. Minnesota, man, got to give my team their flowers before Colby ends up stealing them for some reason. I'm never going to – after last season, I learned my lesson. I got to get my Vikings off the board before Colby takes them. So I'm taking the Vikings right now. Colby, I don't even know if they were on your board or not, but I loved our draft. I'm going to be biased. I'm going to throw my team on there. I got to. Um Getting Jordan Addison falling to us? Come on. Me and Col- Colby, me and you were talking about this guy months before even the draft was even going to happen. We were <laughs> like, dude, imagine if this guy joins, you know, Kenny. We were just talking about what if he falls to Pittsburgh somehow, you know? But t- imagine the, you know, we were talking about imagine the link up there. But for them to turn around and get back-to-back defensive backs, you know, to address our struggling positions there, and it's like, you know what? Yeah, don't worry, guys. We know we went with the fun pick, but we got you here. We went with some solid defensive picks with that USC DB and the LSU DB. And my favorite thing about it, though, is that we went and got another LSU defensive player going off of the same vibe that we did with Anthony Barr and Kendricks, where we got two of them at the same time. But even though they were in higher rounds, let's go ahead and address that fact. But um you know, these guys, you know, they can probably pop off together. They were drafted relatively close. Uh, I, I'm really hyped for them. And then the fact is, Jaron Hall gets to join the Nick Mullen sweepstakes, you know? Ooh, so, I like that. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait to see how he does in preseason. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw in my bias one I think before Colby, on, before you throw in any reasonable uh, takes for my Vikings. But 
Okay. Got my Vikings on there. I don't even know if they're on your board, but there they are. Got them on mine for sure. Because I did love our draft for sure. Usually, I was telling Christian, usually I don't like to talk about the Vikings drafts that much, but this time I'm proud. This time I'm, I'm pretty hype about it. Okay. I respect that. I respect the bias take. Yeah. I, I liked, I mean, I love the Addison pick. So I don't hate it. I didn't have them on my list, but I didn't think they were a loser uh, by any means. So I've no I take issue. it. I have no <laughs> issue that you putting them on there. I, I do really like the Addison pick. Y'all's offense is receiving core is the potential to be as good as any in the league. So it's definitely exciting. Um, but yeah, I did not have them on there, but I have no issues with that. Um, all right. My next one. Uh, that's a good one. All right. Two more. All right, I'll just give you my bias one, the Steelers. I mean, come on. Yeah. At the beginning, this is the best I've felt about a Steelers draft in years, and they've had some – not like they've had horrible drafts the last few years. The fact that they were aggressive, I love Omar Khan when he saw the tackles start going. He made sure he got ahead of the Jets, even if it meant doing business with Bill, to get Broderick Jones when the other three <laughs> tackles went. You had to get one of those top four. I said all offseason long, have to get a tackle, have to get a left tackle, have to get a left tackle. They finally do it. High upside, freakish athlete, much better prospect than Dan Moore, who's a fourth-round guy. I like they gave Dan Moore two years. He's not it. He's just not the answer. He's bad. So this was awesome. The, the off the, – and the, the, so the day two picks were incredible. Porter Jr., Most pe- a lot of people had them taking at 17. To get him at 32, fill your other huge need. Loved that. Homegrown kid. You know, uh, yeah, he is. Steelers. I, I, re- I didn't know if it was going to happen or not, but you know they love those connections. And it, it worked out that he fell to them at 32 was awesome. That was a slam dunk. I also really liked their other second round pick, Keanu Ben from Wisconsin. I think he'll probably start a D tackle. I think he has a lot of upside. That was a nice pick for mid second round. The third round wasn't the biggest need, but to get Darnell Washington. Take off. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, been, I loved it. Who could have uh, been a potential? It was talked about at one point as potentially like late first, early second round pick. Because he's a freakish, athletic, six-eight tight end, monster of a run blocker, but he fell because of injury. It's not a huge need, but like the tight ends, the lineups are going to be able. He's going to immediately help the running game. He's a freakish Dude. athlete to be able to throw him. Matt Canada was probably hard when he saw that. Corby. Come on, he, yeah. you know it for a fact. He was like, "Oh, I can do double tight end formations now, even more <laughs> with Pat Firemuth, and now this kid when he's healthy." Oh yeah, there. When I saw that, I was like, "Dude." That's a great pickup. I, I'm all for it. I understood. I understood that one. I know, like you said, not a need, but I understood. He got a little. I think. I think. I think that was Matt Canada getting a little excited there. Yeah, man, that was great. Um, so all the pieces are there on offense. This will be, and then they got Nick Herberg, who's the brother of uh, who I think is a solid fourth round pick. We'll see. Um, out of Wisconsin. Um, and now they have three sets of brothers. The Steelers love brothers. They have so many yeah. brothers on their team. They just love brothers. Um, yeah, family. They love their draft. They, family. Plug, they plugged holes. I mean, I don't think other than maybe like inside linebacker, the Steelers really have a hole. Like this is probably the most complete raw. You, you can argue if it's overall the best. This is the most complete roster they've had in some time. Um, there are they they really address their two glaring needs with two awesome prospects in the strat to start. And I like the other lay round picks as well. So I was thrilled with the Steelers draft bias or not they're They were to me a huge one. And most Colby, people, they got straight A's on this NFL <laughs> network grade report. So uh, I think, uh, I think you're not the only one that thinks that Cole, but I think no, you're not the only one. Colin said they had the best draft too today. There you go. See major news. Afterwards. There you go. <laughs> um, all right, Colby, 
I got to take a good swing here, man. A good swing. I'm going to say, and I'm saying this just because I think this is on your board as well. And you already know who my last team is going to be. It's the Lions. And we already pretty much fought and argued about them. So <laughs> I don't right. think that I don't think we need to go in too much in depth no, about the Lions. Last one and everything. <laughs> yeah, we'll go ahead and mention this is going to be my last one. All right. As the attempt to swing. I got two question marks. All right. So if they both miss, just tell me. Okay. Cardinals. Almost had them, but no. Oh, probably six. Goodness. I thought about it. Oh. I Loved what they did, though. Okay, I, I I respected what they did too, pretty heavy. That's why I put them on here. And the Bucks. No, I did like the Bucks draft, but no, that's not one. I did like the Bucks draft a lot as well. I love. All right. Casey. Well, the great. other two teams that um those were the other those were the two teams I had it with question marks on my winners list, so they were pretty much cut out. I was okay. seeing if they would make it onto yours, but you already mentioned the other two that were OGs on my list before I came up with the Jags to replace one of them. And it was the Ravens and the Falcons. So you already said they didn't make it to your winner's list, but I thought they made it onto mine. Ravens, you got to add on. Got to help your receiving core for the love of God. You already know it's Colby as a division opponent. You know it's laughable. You know, sometimes at, at moments it is laughable. And when you look at their past numbers this season, um, for their top player to be a tight end, the top receiver to be a tight end is crazy. Well, Mark Andrews is a beast, so it's also awesome. So, but they got weapons now. Yeah, that that was the big thing. They got weapons now. They also followed their defensive, you know, traditions. So it it was the you know, in my opinion, classic Ravens draft. But for me, the real golden child here is definitely the Falcons. Colby, I like their draft a lot. No problem with that. Getting Bijan. Um, you know, at number eight, getting a guard at 38 in the second round. Uh, it's a solid for me. And then you and then you go around and you address for the next three picks defense. That just tells me that Arthur Smith, you know, he has a plan still for not only Desmond Ritter, but also for somewhat their defense. Because their defense played pretty well near the end, you know, despite the fact they had to go up against Brady in the very last game of the season. But uh you know, I, I was about to say, I think I think the, I really did like the I think both those teams, the Ravens and the Falcons, they deserve that five spot. And so I can't it's hard. I have to put them in a split there. So it's tough for me to pull it. I like the Falcons being in there, though. That's it. No, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I, I I like the Falcons. I'm going all the way with the Ritter wagon this year. I'm thinking I'm leaning. Yes. Can't now. wait for us to decide our wagon. Wagon's being built right now, folks. The wagon's being built right now. We don't know who's banning it. We don't know who's we don't know who's banning it. We don't know whose face is gonna be on the side of it. <laughs> but um we're it's building. We're building it, right, Cole? We're like we said, we're figuring it out. Oh yeah. I'm I'm very optimistic about the Falcons. I like what they did a lot. So I have no issues with them being on there. I think they were a winner. All right, let's finish out with my last one then. If you're good, we got the five minute mark and then we'll kind of quick hit through some NBA if that's cool. Yeah, we'll see how fast we go for that. <laughs> um, we went long on the draft, but that's okay. It's been fun to talk. We love about. it. It's been a minute to talk about NFL. Yeah. It's been a minute. This is what they. Right. This is what we. This is what they wanted. The second round just getting started anyway. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> all right, you ready for the last winner? Yeah. All right, my last winner. I had the Bills. 
Um, we both have talked about before how much we love Kincaid. I think he's a dog. That really adds a legit weapon that'll help him in the run and the pass game. I think he's going to be a real dynamic piece to give them another receiving threat. And then the biggest reason that they made on the list, I love Osiris Torrance, the guard from Florida. I, I thought he was the best interior lineman in this draft. I couldn't believe he fell that far. I get teams don't value guard, but I was surprised. The Rams, dude, I have no issues with. I like Steve Avila, but I like Osiris Torrance much better. Um, so I thought with line being a big need, I thought that was a slam dunk of a second round pick for the Bills. They improved their offense a lot. And then in the third round, um, getting Dorian Williams, an inside linebacker Tulane. Don't love it as much, but it's a need since they lost uh, Edmonds. Um, so the Bills, I thought, filled holes, improved their team. And I really just loved their first two picks. Yeah, first two picks, they help fix a problem that we all know can be fixed easily when you have the quarterback of Josh Allen. But for me, still doesn't address all the questions that they had on this defense and losing Leslie Frazier. And I want to see more about where they're going. And for them to only get a two-lane linebacker who could be a dog. Sounds We've seen a couple of two-lane players that we've discussed about today. So he could be a beast to be a part of that conversation. But um, And also, you know, one corner. I'm a little hesitant, Colby, but I do love, remember, we talked about it, Kelton Kincaid, that dude's probably going to be a <laughs> fantasy player highlight. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be in some fantasy leagues, tearing it up, and you got to love protecting a quarterback, man. I can't disagree with that, Colb. It's hard to disagree with protecting your quarterback, so there you go. There's no argument there besides that. You know, I just wish they had a little more defensive spotlight, but even on NFL says a throughout the whole time so we'll see how it all pans out i have a little bit more hesitations i didn't put them on my top five but hey man we're our top five boards surprisingly interesting and then uh diverse i like that yeah no we were kind of all over the place there it was a, it was a fun draft man that was good oh yeah good little draft breakdown there folks so let's go ahead I don't know how much time we got left on this one. 240. We can start the NBA. 240. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about that association and everything. All the things that are fun over there. Um, whew, let's talk about the first round. All the heartbreaks Boston. that uh, happened over the weekend, man. Yeah. So we, we, the Lakers, I didn't think it would be that much of a bloodbath that they won game six. But like I told you before we started, um, the, the Lakers, uh, I'm not surprised that they did away with Memphis. I saw that one coming. The Kings was the real heartbreaker for them to be up by two at the half, game seven, after I thought they were dead after game five. That to blow the Warriors out game six, that was awesome. On the road, I thought they had it, and then they fell apart, absolutely collapsed in the second half. Kevon Looney got every single rebound. Yeah. Like 50, cooked them like shrimp. And they got completely embarrassed in the second half. And it was a real, real sad ending to it was a great ride with the Kings. Um, also, as you can see, as we're saying, this, the Sixers are, with four seconds left, up to, without Embiid, hard against Boston. Harden has 45. Probably I told you. Yes. Career. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Sixers steal this. This uh, is huge. Superstar showdown list came through, baby. Let's go. James Harden, let's go. Not see that coming. Let's go. I called it. Ooh, and dude, that is insane. Being no, at Boston, TD, 
TD Garden Hurst after the 3 1 uh, deficit that happened to the Bruins last night. How they blew their 3 1 lead in hockey. They're now win game one without Embiid. Without Embiid. I said, Colby, man, what did I tell you, man? What was I telling you? You did tell <laughs> All right. So, yeah, man, um, I guess we can hit on this Philly-Boston series. Embiid, I thought they were toast without him tonight. The fact that they won without him really kind of changes my whole complexity on this series. Boston did struggle with Atlanta at times. Um, I still – I was – man, I'm, I can't – I was picking Boston. I cannot believe that Philly won this game. Um, that's a real concern for Boston, man. Wow. Put up on those numbers real quick for me, amigo, because oh, you said you said Harden put up 40-plus his 45. game high. 45. 45. New record for him, career high. Uh in the playoffs, probably. Probably. I would agree. Unless he he probably went off. Maybe he probably dropped a 50 piece I at Houston. But let's see it. Yeah, Harden 45 and six assists. He was he was hooping. Seven of hooping. Four, seven threes. <laughs> remember, they were uh remember, they were remember all I said was the Sixers are just asking him to play consistent than what he was doing in the first round. Because remember, he wasn't stellar. He wasn't lights out. He was just, you know, a solid James Harden type player that he usually is. He was just there. He was doing his casual, regular role. Then, you know, that's all they could ask for. But this game, there's no Embiid. He actually stepped up, and that's amazing. I mean, it sucks I didn't get to see it, but uh, that's amazing to see, man. That's why I was so hyped because – I used to hate James Harden. I'm not going to lie. I I used to despise that man with every inch and fiber of my body when he was in Houston. I hated how he played. But in this situation, this could be awesome for Philly. Um, I pulled for them to go all the way to the finals. And, you know, I'm all in on that take right now of Christians of Philly just joining in on the heartbreak um, in the finals, which I think would be insane. And especially right now, I wouldn't mind reversing my final stake of, you know, any Western team versus Philly. Now it's going to be reversed probably to whoever Philly plays. They're going to lose to any Western team. So Jokic finals. That would be uh, that would probably be the only one where I'd have to take a minute to hesitate, Colby. That would be the only one. Jokic Jokic does struggle against Embiid. That's the only just the most recent time don't forget last year that game they played when Jokic hit the game winner in his face this is the most recent time yes it beat cooked him it's not like he's done that every single time so yeah, exactly yeah it's not every single time this season it's been in joe it's been joel's season you know it's just been his time so but we'll see how the nuggets play out that uh game one game two against the suns here in the next 30 minutes they're about to kick it off they're about to tip off here in a second yes, so um but man big win for Bo- how did boston's players fall down man how did it all go down who who we got to look at to blame that's that's what that's Adam where almost, i need to turn to Adam almost had 40 so, it wasn't so it's not him yeah it wasn't him like <laughs> i mean always. brown at 23 Derek white only had four no one else really Ooh. brought the goods brogdon had 20 off the bench um yeah, Six man. Men of the year. The rest of the guys just really did not get it done. I mean, it was a thriller. They almost had it, but not being able to stop Harden and Maxi uh, killed him. Without Embiid. Marcus Like, Smart. what was Robert Williams' numbers? Only He only played 20 minutes. He had seven boards 
Uh, and a whopping six points. <laughs> without Embiid, what was Al Horford's numbers? The Sixers must. He uh, played forty, no, thirty minutes. He had eleven and six. Ooh, so the you Sixers can't. Probably, you know, the Sixers kind of just went small in this one. They had they were playing like literally no five. They did not play a center in this game, so they were just playing small ball the whole time, and they got him. Harden works with the small ball, though. I mean, that is shoot, the center that he had to work with in Houston was Clint Compella. And I also hated that man with every inch and fiber of my body. And I still do. It's easy to still hate on it. So, man, that is tough. The big man just couldn't get rebounds over the small ball. That's uh, that's crazy, especially when you got, you know, reputable names for the Boston team at the Garden. That is, whew. Yeah, that was a surprise. So shout out to Philly. That's wild. Yeah, Philly gets a uh, Philly man. That's a that's a big one. That is a big one with that without Embiid. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That, All right, so who's our that, next one that we can talk about? So, um, oh, so heartbreaks we'll, of the weekend. There we go. Heartbreaks yeah, of the weekend. We'll, we'll finish up the yeah the Kings. We talked with the Lakers. You know, we pretty much discussed them before. Um, Warriors, Lakers, it's set to be, yeah, Curry, like we said, cooked them. We kind of went through how that game went. I mean, what are just, I guess, your thoughts kind of on the Warriors-Lakers series? Because that's going to be quite an interesting matchup. It's going to be awesome. I mean, let's be real. They're going to – everyone want – I'm going to be with the people because I agree with the people, and I want to be with the people on this one. Give me seven. I don't care. I, I truly don't care. Let me and you come back on here and be like, talk some dumb shit about this series, even though it might not have any any implications of going forward. Give me seven. Give me seven. Because I love what everyone's giving flowers. Everyone's starting to get flowers to everyone's teams now. And But most importantly, these are our two goats going at it. Um, Colby, you said earlier you're going with the Lakers. I'm, I'm easily going with uh, the Warriors to take this series. Um, it's going to be a good one, though, man. AD, who's going to stop him? Who's going to stop AD? But who's going to stop Curry? Like, who's gonna, uh, that's my thing. It's going to be it's going to be good stuff, dude. Like, that is truly that is truly going to be a great one to watch. Um, I hope my main thing is I hope it's on ABC where everyone can watch it, or be, you know, it's gonna be a crazy number. Yeah, uh, because they would pull in some crazy. It, every game is gonna be must watch. Every game, and that's how they're gonna sell it too. Yeah, that is gonna be. It's interesting too because I do think it is kind of a tough matchup for the Lakers, just because like the reason, the biggest reason. Um, that the Lakers cooked Memphis in the way they did at times was just because Memphis depends so much on driving and attacking the basket uh, with 80 and 80s rim protection killed him. He was so big in that series where golden state is obviously much more shooting threes. So some of those other role guys on the Lakers want to step up and strap on the perimeter. It's going to be a fascinating series. I could see it going seven. Um, yeah, man, you're right about that. That's going to be a real good one. This that's yeah. going to go either way. One legend will be left standing face either Katie or Jokic to go to the finals. That's going to be all time. Katie or Jokic. Exactly. Both. And that's, and that's the other thing, dude. I can't wait till we talk about, I think this, that's actually, that's the thing we have to talk about next. Yeah. Cause when you talk about the Warriors and Lakers, 
you automatically turn to man some people are obviously big heads in the media want the suns to come out but dude yeah today i have heard it the nuggets are playing like a one seed the nuggets are acting yeah. like a one seed the nuggets are uh the nuggets are doing their job the nuggets are keeping keeping the heads turned you know nuggets are and, and that's the thing that gets it interesting you know the bucks they didn't play like a one seed Nuggets are holding strong, and Jamal Murray. Oh yeah, he's playing insane. He's proven his point. We mentioned it at the beginning. I'm all here for it. I said it myself. I was like, the only way the Wolves make it to even seven is that Jamal Murray takes a little bit to get warmed up still for his playoff hype. That was literally it. That was literally it. Like that. That and somehow Rudy Gobert and Town somehow found a way to get to Jokic. That didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. So, and Jamal Murray, by the way, it only took him one game, I think, if we could say maybe one game of that whole series where he was cold, the rest he was cooking. I think it's safe to say. So, I was, man, you have to talk about the Nuggets and the Suns. Oh, yeah, man. KD, he even turned around and he said, Jokic is a two-time MVP. We got to give him the respect. They're the one seed for a reason. Yeah. You know, and usually, you know, Katie's probably was saying that just to talk his talk, but it is also true. So let's give it to you, Colby, the actual Nuggets representative for, <laughs> as a Nuggets fan here. Well, game two coming on in what? Start any minute now. Yeah, any minute. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna try to get it, to get it going here. But yeah, I'm very optimistic. They cooked them in game one. Got to win tonight or all that momentum will be gone. This is a very important game to go up 2-0 going to Phoenix. Don't want to be tied. So you got to keep on the gas. But, yeah, man, Jamal Murray proving the bubble was no fluke. Uh, he's just a bucket getter, man. The Suns don't have a – that's the biggest reason – the two big reasons for my confidence, really three. One, no one can guard Jamal Murray on the Suns. Chris Paul is too old at this point. He cannot keep up with him. They don't have and? a guy that can stay in front of Murray. And the Nuggets have been playing together for years and years while the Suns have played, like, not even 20 games together. And the Al- and. and the Suns have no bench whatsoever while the Nuggets actually have bench. And the biggest thing that gives me confidence, man, too, Calvin Booth did a great job replacing the role players this year. Christian Brown, who they picked, has been a rookie. He's been really good in the minutes he's played off the bench. Bruce Brown and Caldwell Pope have been big. Uh and Jeff Green at 36 is giving them huge minutes every night. So the depth advantage, I, I feel good, man. And if they win tonight, I, I think they're going to get them. I, I feel very confident right now. That was an excellent first game. I think we match up pretty well with the Suns. I'm glad you came around to the bench hype, Colby. I, that's what I like to hear. That bench talk I finally got Paco to you. Compazzo at all. Mm-hmm. Hey, no Compazzo at all. There you go, man, dude. It's the Suns, they struggle on the bench, but that front four is where everyone's looking at, obviously. So, I... Dude, I just... For me, Colby, you didn't even say that my favorite piece of the Nuggets. And that has been Michael Porter Jr. I, I have well, been giving so him... Good. I love to give that man his credit when he's on the court. I love to. Because he play, and when he plays, dude, he usually plays pretty consistent. And he's a great third piece for the team. Um... God, man. And the thing, I think he came out, he had an interview, and it was him. I forgot who the other wing is that you guys are using to pair up with him. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, yeah. Yeah, it's him and Aaron Gordon who are just playing aggressive. This I hope they keep playing aggressive this series. And if he comes out like he did at game one, both of them, 
dude, this son's this son's are in some deep trouble, man. They're in some deep trouble. So, yeah, uh, joining the Nuggets wave a little bit, as you can see. But it. no shame in that game. I'm not gonna lie, no shame in that game. All right, man, that's gonna be oh, gonna be exciting to see what happens tonight. Got to keep it up. Oh, right. we got one more series. Yeah, though. I was say, let's finish out here. As again, a little late for me on the East Coast. We'll finish out <laughs> the big market brouhaha, the big battle. Oh, come on, playoff, Jimmy. I know this is exciting. Five eight. I I am excited to see how this series goes. The Heat steal game one on the road. You you know, Jalen, you laughed at me when I said that Eric Spolstra was the best coach in the NBA. I'm feeling yep, I did. good about that take right now. Uh, I think he's clearly yep. the best coach in the NBA. And they the fact that the corpse of Kyle Lowry on playing on old, rusty old legs uh, and thick thighs. <laughs> went out there and hit big shots down the stretch and basically helped them ice game one in the garden is insane the heat just never die even though they have far and away the least talent of any team playing right now by by a mile they have the least talent and yet here they are up 1-0 in the second round i still like the knicks to hopefully to i think turn it around rj was really good which has been a great sign to see how he's been this postseason they need randall back um but man the heat like what more can you say it's just oh oh god I still see orange and blue skies, Colby. But I, I think you're right. You're right. Oh. You're right, Colby. I have to say this. You're right. You're right. I, I gotta give credit when it's due. I I love riding the Spolster Rave and you know, reindulging into the heat culture, man. That's what we're in right now. We're getting re I'm getting reintroduced to the heat culture. And uh God, dude, it sucks to be like they're proved. They proved me majorly wrong, and I, I'll stand here and say, like, I, I knew this was the moment we were coming to. Uh, yeah, that, that's bolster trick take of mine was a little off, you know. And uh, Budenhauser, man, he is in some deep right. trouble. I think, uh, I think there was a reason why you had him pretty mid on your list. Let me take a look real quick. Um, yeah, you had him at five. He, that you had him was clearly at... too high. I gave him some respect for that championship, but he certainly played his way down the list in that first round. Yeah, don't worry. That list will be fun to reapproach to at the end of the playoffs. I think. Trust me, that'll be a fun one to, to reapproach. Next... Well, I wouldn't even say that, but yeah, uh, I was about to say that'd be interesting too because you never know who's going to even stay for another season at this rate too. <clears throat> So certain coaches, I I think they know who they are because I don't. But Colby, this is going to be a series for the media, like you said. And Jimmy Butler, man, be fun. has been getting buckets like he usually does. No Randall, which is starting to turn out to be a huge thing. Um, but Jalen Brunson, still a baller. So that's why I said I have I see orange and blue skies, man. You know, I still believe in the Knicks because, like I've said, I mean, I just said, like, the Heat, they have by far the least talent left. The Knicks have a much deeper and more talented roster, and I do like the Knicks pieces. Um, they were so impressive in that cap series. I got to think they're going to win game two, bounce back, and if they can get one in Miami, they're back in business. So I still believe That's in the true. Knicks, but it's going to be a dog fight, man. I can see this one but going seven. This, this one could, too. I was about to say this one could go seven, but you have to remember the Heat did take care of the number one seed Bucks. I can't let that go. They did take care of business, man. 
that's why it's like it's it's hard for me to see the imagine if it's the heat versus the celtics or heat sixers in the finals conference finals that a jimmy butler revenge tour for real think about it gets his revenge on the bucks get sweeps them like he did in the bubble then he comes out gets his revenge on tibbs comes back gets his revenge on the sixers and then goes and tries and get his revenge on the Lakers if they make it to the Western, if they make it out of the Western Conference Finals. This could be Jimmy Butler's Colby last dance. No, I'm just kidding. No way this is his last that would dance, be, but this could be, be an incredible. insane, incredible. This is what, all I'm saying is if the Lakers, I'm not rooting for it, obviously. You already heard my anti-LeBron bias. So, it would be insane to see Jimmy Butler prevail and get his redemption against the Lakers. I would eat every minute of that. So I mean, yeah, that would be the most impressive playoff run ever. That would be this would be like the least overall talented team to win the championship, maybe ever, at least in the last dec- couple decades. <laughs> it's like- literally like a star player throwing the trash can meme, you know? Like that's <laughs> yeah, what it would be. Like it's Jimmy Butler and and some traffic kids walking around and like bam. some old dudes Jimmy keeping them up. Yeah, and a bunch of guys. Kevin Love, Kyle yeah, bro, Lowry. Kevin Love. I, I was like, we were sitting there. Um, <laughs> they threw a dime. We were eating brunch like after we were about to leave Richmond on Sunday. And, oh no. And um, and we're sitting here watching the start of the Knicks Heat game. I'm like, look at this Heat lineup. Jimmy, Kevin Love got cut. The Cavs waved Kevin Love and he yeah. started to them. He starts, and then he got waved midseason. Oh, my goodness. The heat culture. It's a real, I have to admit, it's still alive. Heat culture is still alive. And, yeah, this Pat Riley series is going to be insane. Yeah, man, this is going to be all time. All right. Well, Colby, I think that just about wraps up everything that we could possibly think of around the sports worlds except for as always our final thoughts Colby what are you brewing up for your final thoughts this week oh I'm going to surprise you here I think I'm going to actually go a little bit off the reservation and this is not this is definitely a mainstream take but I just feel like it should be reiterated even more than it is um I'm actually going to baseball and not the pirates the, the Los Angeles Angels need to be investigated and tried for like crimes, <laughs> serious crimes. The fact that they have wasted two of the most generally talented player in your sport. Can you imagine if like the NBA, like people be screaming and crying when even like an all-star is stuck on like a bad situation. Can you imagine if like, if this was like, if the team, obviously basketball is a different sport, but you have two of arguably two of the top five, certainly, and the biggest, most unique star in the sport in like decades in Otani, and you're still not good. They 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 always are incredible. You see all the joke headlines. It's like Trout three for four, home run, four RBIs. Show how Otani throws seven shutout innings, hits two bombs, and the Angels lose eight to six <laughs> to the to the Rays or the, or the freaking Rangers or anyone. So just it just I feel like it needs to be beaten to the head. The Angels need to be investigated for crimes for how they've wasted the sports generational talent. That's a really fun one, Colby. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with your theme, actually, then. This came up on the radar a couple days ago, but uh, 
you know, we were talking about how the college women's game of basketball can take a big step in their transfer portal, how they should just stay and not go to the league. Well, star players are moving around, apparently. Um, the competition's already starting to get a little dicier. Apparently, the player from Louisville is moving down. The star player from there, yeah, where she moved that. all the way to uh, LSU to join Angel. So that's going to be interesting against Caitlin Clark. I mean, yeah, yeah so, dude. I'm telling you, man, they got to keep this women's game interesting for us because that it was it was fun this season. So I think see if we can do it again next season. I'm thinking they uh, they're getting the building blocks for it. No, I totally agree with that. That's a great final thought. Yeah, Caitlin Clark is coming back. LSU, um, oh, what's her name? Why am I blanking on her name? Um, obviously LSU added Haley Van Neth, and then that's uh, her name. The What's the LSU star player? I feel so bad. Angel Reese. Angel Reese. Yeah, Angel Reese coming back. So they're going to be back. And, of course, Paige Buckets makes her return next year from her knee injury. Let's not forget Paige Buckers. She was the uh, most, like, hyped-up women's player coming out of high school in, like – Oh, yeah. So she, she was supposed to be, like, the women's curry. Yeah, and she won national player that – I would say Caitlin Clark is more like curry. Buchers is, oh, like we'll – She kind of is. She shoots a lot. She's also – Bukers is also like a true point guard, even more than where Caitlin Clark, where Caitlin Clark's obviously getting dimes and buckets, but like Bukers is really like facilitating everything. And she obviously is a UConn, so she's more people around her. But yeah, her coming back next year is going to be lit. The, the women's college game is, is awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go, Cole. It looks like we found ourselves into a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff today. That was some very, very good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.